Traditional careers like epidemiology and public health nursing often come to mind when thinking about public health, but these are just the tip of the iceberg. In this episode, we'll highlight some lesser known or lesser familiar job titles to search for in public health. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health, from the sustainable development goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not necessarily represent any of the agencies or organizations we work for or are affiliated with. A lot of times we have questions from our LinkedIn network about, hey, I don't even know what to search for. How do I know what careers exist? So before we turn over the insights and provide numerous job titles that people can search for, in a sense, doing the homework for the people. How can people take the initiative and find this information out for themselves? Yeah, there's there's a lot of things you can do to find that information yourself. And the easiest way to do that, I find, is just Googling. Mm. Learn what's out there in public health. And this could be as simple as going on different public health organizations' websites, learning the different positions, going outside of what you would traditionally call public health, the health system in general. Public health Mm. professionals are very dynamic and they're able to place themselves in different opportunities throughout the health system. So even in our list today that we'll be sharing, you'll notice that things are on there that you wouldn't necessarily think of as public health. But the way we're trained as public health professionals, it applies as well. Hmm. And people will be amazed that you rarely find public health in any of these job titles. So Mm -hmm. if you're searching primarily for public health jobs in Google, you might be missing out. Another cool way to look, LaShawn, is in LinkedIn. So we know most folks that work in public health have a Master of Public Health degree. There are other degrees that exist, but for the most part. So why not snoop people's profiles and see where they're working and make a list of titles that you can find and you could pursue the ones that you're interested in. So that's in a nutshell how LaShawn and I developed this list. Uh, We also keep track of jobs we've applied for in the past so that we can share the knowledge like what we're doing now. And we talked a little bit about epidemiology being sort of the the cookie cutter public health role but even within that data and statistics ecosphere there are other job titles you could search for within that so LaShawn what do you have for the people well when we're talking about data and statistics like you mentioned you think of epidemiologists but let's dig a little deeper mm-hmm. so you got health data analyst data analyst healthcare analyst GIS so Geographic Information Systems Analyst, Epidemiologists, and Biostatisticians. 
GIS. Let's talk about that one. That's a interesting one. So geographical information systems. So we talk about epidemiology being a subfield in public health that deals with the distribution of disease in health states. And a big part of that is geographical. We often talk about the urban and rural divide. So I, I would imagine that the GIS analysts are very involved in mapping out distribution of disease across those geographical locations and then informing health planning in that way. Exactly. Like even neighborhood level data and mapping that mm. out in different neighborhoods and understanding relationships between, you know, postal codes or zip codes and mm. uh, poverty levels or food security, food insecurity. You could really overlay a geographical map. So integrating location data and then really analyze these different areas to see what data emerges. And this is important. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly important because you you have an indication of a disease or a certain population that experiences a particular disease. So it might be, if you're talking about substance use, men 24 to 54, for example. But that's perhaps too broad of a population to develop interventions for. But if you have neighborhood level data, LaShawn, you're able to target interventions to populations that need it the most and find where there's areas of inequities based on social postal codes, for example. And then mm -hmm. with your limited resources, you can act on a specific priority population. Moving on to the more traditional clinical roles, but then even within that, I think folks might be surprised by the types of professionals that are working in public health who have a more of a clinical background. What are some of those, LaShawn? So when we're talking about more clinical positions, we're talking about things like dental hygienists, public health nurses, clinical coordinators, public health nutritionists, medical officers of health, chief nursing officers, clinical practice leads, professional practice leads. So to this I ask, Gordon, we're talking about public health. There's often some confusion with public health and more clinical practice. Mm. Can you connect the dots there? Mm. Let's connect the dots. So this one is very interesting. You have oral health, which is a public health issue because we know about the fluoridation of water and reducing dental caries. We know how important oral health is to our, phys our overall mental and physical health. And there are aspects of that involve health promotion. So providing education to the general public about proper practices of maintaining oral health. And then you have the dental hygienist piece and even dentists as well. You could throw them in there. These folks deal with people more on a one-to-one to maybe not for the primary prevention all the time. And primary prevention mean meaning preventing any oral health issues in the first place. Invariably, people will develop oral health issues, whether it's genetics, environment, and things just happen. And in that health system, we have the promotion prevention side, and you also have different professionals that are involved in now that you already have symptoms or your oral hygiene is deteriorating, there are people there to help you. And these different professionals work together to have a more robust oral health prevention and treatment system. And typically, 
I would say as well, LaShawn, we're not talking about it too much here, but there are the other roles in public health that are more leadership-based, and that's we're talking about the chief nursing officer, medical officer of health. There's, in every domain, there's usually a manager of public health programs that oversees a lot of these. So even outside of the frontline worker piece, there are other leadership pieces involved there that if should people have a leadership hat or desire to enter leadership or management, there are pa- pathways there for people as well. Absolutely. And then the, the next bucket of public health jobs that we have is health protection. Gordon, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. So typically two major domains, I'm not saying they're the only two domains of public health, but two major domains are health promotion and health protection. Health protection deals more with the environment side, emergency management, and ensuring that the environment is conducive to proper health. And so you can throw in things like vaccinations there as well. Now, some key roles involved in this is things that you do every day, such as eating food. So who ensures that if there is a restaurant or if there is a grocery store not following the proper practices that they get shut down so that people don't get sick? Those are public health inspectors. Public health inspectors are instrumental to uh, food safety and those sorts of things, and they play a huge role there too. The other one there too is a lot of countries and jurisdictions have laws that prohibit smoking, especially indoors and in certain other settings as well. We know from our public health education that whenever policies are enacted, they have to be enforced in some way. So tobacco and vaping enforcement officers really are there to ensure that people are not smoking where they shouldn't be. So that's a very important thing. And and many people maybe aren't aware that these positions exist, but they do. And then as well, different cities have bylaw officers that also work to enforce different regulations regarding smoking or any various health policies as well. So they're not sure that many people are particularly interested in the enforcement side and the punitive side, but that has to also exist for public health to thrive. Another thing that falls under this health protection bucket is infection control officers, IPAC consultants. And Gordon, what does IPAC stand for again? Infection prevention and control consultant. So essentially the same thing as a infection control officer. And those mm-hmm. folks work in a variety of different settings like hospitals, long-term care homes, to ensure that proper infection control procedures are in place and they're being compliant with to prevent outbreaks. You might hear about in hospitals uh, that there's uh, MRSA outbreaks, methicillin-resistant staph, aureus outbreaks in the hospitals and you know antimicrobial resistance and things like that. So this is important for ensuring that we don't have any superbugs and any super outbreaks bugs. in different settings. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then kind of related to that, emergency response coordinators, emergency management coordinators, disaster management coordinators, 
really strategic planning around what happens when there is a disaster or something mm. unexpected happening that affects the delivery or services or programs at public health units or hospitals. And you also have environmental health coordinators. Mm. So the next bucket yeah. we have here is falling under family and community. Gordon, what does that even mean? This one's interesting because I recently learned more about this aspect of public health. And if you think about it, you can break public health down through the socio-ecological model with the five concentric circles, the centers being interpersonal, and then outside of that is interpersonal. So how you interact with your friends, family, and those close to you. And that is an opportunity for intervention as well at the family level and at the community level. So there's one important aspect of public health's work is child and maternal health. So ensuring that from a health equity perspective, that mothers who recently have a child are supported in the best way possible and provided with evidence-based knowledge about how to support their child in unique ways. We know that some mothers are better able to provide breastfeeding than others, and we know that formula is, in general, in terms of recommendations, is not promoted as the number one pathway to nourish a child. But when you have individual level and family level public health services, they can work specifically with that family to give them information that meets their unique needs, understanding the different nuances there as well. So roles that work in these areas are family visitors, family home visitors, social workers, health educators as well. And they play a key part in this particular bucket. All right. So that was a few different public health job titles that we talked about in public health in the buckets of family and community, health protection, clinical data and statistics. Check us out in the next episode where we talk about some more job titles in the area of planning, projects and programs, and knowledge translation and communications. This was Gordon and LaShawn, your favorite public health professionals, signing off until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for informative conversations inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.